Welcome to the Tape Ministry of the Embassy of the Word of God, where God is releasing men and women into exploits through the preaching of the Word of Faith. Be transformed and impacted as you listen to God's Word. Well, 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 let's bow down our heads for a word of prayer tonight. Father, we thank you, beloved Spirit of God. Thank you for the opportunity to hear your word, be impacted by your spirit. Blessed Holy Ghost, we ask, O oh God, that you minister to your children. Let none live here the same. Let all live here blessed, impacted, and affected by your word. In the name of Jesus. And somebody say, Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Well, tonight we are entering a new series. We're looking at spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. Spiritual understanding. And tonight, the previous month, we've looked at a bit of wisdom. We've looked at a bit of knowledge. And then we've also looked at understanding, but we'll major on understanding tonight. Praise God. Now, so um, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 13. I hope you have your Bibles and not just your Bibles. I hope you also have your notebook so that you can take some notes because you need it. Amen. You need to Remember last Sunday we talked about to prove means to discern or to recognize, okay? Dokimazo, that is to approve, to discern. Uh, the scripture says, do not be conformed to the things of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove. The word may prove there is a the Greek word, Dokimazo, that is to approve, to discern, to recognize. To prove here means to put to work, to see to its functionality that is already there. Hallelujah. So we established that we prove that the will of God is good, acceptable, and is perfect. And this we do through the word. Hallelujah. So Getting the word in your heart. We said last Sunday as well that the way to renew your mind is to get a word through the eye gate and the ear gate. Hearing and seeing. That is what brings about conviction in the heart. And tonight we're going to be talking about some deep stuff tonight. Amen. So well, let's go into the scripture for tonight. Matthew did I say Matthew 13? Matthew 13 from verse 1. Let's start from there. Matthew 13 from verse 1. The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside. And great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. 
and he speak many things unto them in parables. The word parables here is the same as dark sayings. So that means that they are not literal when it comes to parables. Parables are not literal. So a wrong Bible interpretation is taking the parables literal. They need to be interpreted. They are dark sayings, so they need to be explained. Now, in the explanation of parables, there are the facts, there is the fictional part of it, okay? And then there is the meaning behind the parable or the story. Wonderful. So he speak many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. So we can't take sowing here literal. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. Eight, but other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some an hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. Who has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 10. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speaketh thou unto them in parables? As if they were not part of the audience. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. To you it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. By what? To them it is not given. He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given. Next verse. For whosoever has to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever has not from him shall be taken away, even that he has. And here he's referring to something more than just seed. He's referring to revelation. Praise God. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not the eye gate and hearing the ear gate hearing they hear not neither do they understand that is a big setback the biggest setback here is understanding but take note what will cause them to understand is first seeing Secondly, hearing. It is the seeing and the hearing that brings about understanding. Verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing 
ye shall hear and shall not understand. In other words, it is not listening. Hearing and listening are two different things. Hearing is paying attention to details, paying attention to the specifics, paying attention to the instructions, and shall not understand. And seeing, ye shall see, and shall not perceive. In other words, they shall not have conviction, praise the Lord. They shall not have conviction. For the people's heart, so the problem is the heart, is wax gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes, they have closed. So it is not because their eyes cannot see, the eyes have been closed. It's not because the ears cannot hear, they have wax in their ears. So something is blocking the hearing, and something is blocking the sight. Least at any time, they should see with their eyes. So once the wax is removed, once the thing blocking the side is removed, they'll be able to see and hear with their ears and should. So the end result of seeing and hearing is should understand with their heart. So understanding takes place where? In the heart, not in the mind. With their heart. They should understand with their heart. And should be converted. And I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes for they see. And your ears for they hear. In other words, what is a problem to the multitude is not a problem to the disciples. Because Jesus has dealt with that. Go on the next verse. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear and have not heard them. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not. So the problem is sight and hearing. They are hearing and it is the sight and the hearing that brings understanding. Then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which received seed by the wayside. I told you that we don't take parables literally. So he's now explaining what the parable is. From here we can actually infer. But he that received the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word. So the seed is the word that he hears. So receiving seed is hearing the word. And anon or with joy or immediately with joy he receives it. Yet has he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth because of the word, by and by he is offended. 
he also that receives seed among the tongues is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becometh unfruitful. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it. Take note of the process of understanding, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some. So even the one that understands, some will bring forth hundredfold, some will bring forth sixtyfold, some thirtyfold. But the ones that do not understand has been ruled out completely. They've been cut off because of the grossness of their hearing and what? The blindness of their sight. Now, something is blocking their sight. Wonderful. Now, I said this to see this, that understanding is very important if the word of God will produce fruit in your life. Day in, day out, when we come to hear the word, on Wednesdays, on whichever day, when we gather for conferences, we come to be educated. I told you on last Sunday that when the scripture talks about renewing the mind, we are talking about a re-education which means that there are things that have already educated you and therefore informed where you are. You are where you are because that is where you are supposed to be. Hallelujah. You are where you are in life because that is where you must be. But that, that, that does not necessarily mean that is where God wants you to be. But where you are, is the product of the receptivity of the word of God and the level of understanding of the word in your life. It is bearing the fruits you are seeing. And the fruit brings forth hundredfold, sixtyfold, thirtyfold. Sunday we shall talk about how people produce sixty, hundred, and thirtyfold. But today, I want to look at understanding. But I will look at understanding, contrasting it with wisdom and knowledge. Praise the Lord. So I will simplify it. Now, the scripture tells us in the book of Isaiah, verse 11, from the verse number 1. Shall we look at that? Now, take note from the parable we read. Understanding takes place in the heart. We said that earlier on. Take note of that. Now, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. This is a messianic prophecy concerning the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord and shall make him of 
quick understanding. So the manifestation, then he calls it in the fear of the Lord. He shall make him of what? Quick understanding. And he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, which means that his judgment, when, when this happens to this man, his judgments are not based on sight or physical, the physical sight or physical ears. Hallelujah. But with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. When we talk about judgment here, we are talking about our ability to accurately discern truth. The judgments of God is the ability to accurately discern truth. Now, the most important reason why I came to Isaiah 11 is for us to see this. Now, this scripture tells us about the seven spirits of God. Now, the seven spirits of God are not seven different spirits. This is the Holy Spirit's manifestation that was going to be in the life of the Messiah in a sevenfold. And it is the same that obtains in the life of the believer. Why? Jesus is divine. We are the branches. So this manifestation of the Spirit, the Bible says, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So the day you became born again, you received the fullness of the spirit. And the fullness of the spirit meant you received all the sevenfold dimensions of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You received the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of the Lord, the spirit of understanding, the spirit of might, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of knowledge, and the spirit of the Lord. Now, if you look at all of them, there are seven of them. Hallelujah. Now, in Revelation, the book of Revelation talks about the seven spirits of God. Um, and the seven spirits of God are called as the eyes of God. The seven eyes or the seven spirits of God. Hallelujah. Now, this seven spirits of God produce wisdom. They produce understanding. Now, this is to tell you that wisdom, understanding, knowledge are all from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit grants the believer wisdom, understanding, knowledge. And there is such a thing as the spirit of wisdom. There is such a thing as the spirit of understanding and there is such a thing as the spirit of knowledge. God is the source of wisdom. He is the source of understanding. He is the source of knowledge because the Lord is that spirit. The Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. The scripture tells us that the father that dwelleth in me, he doeth these things. Now the father that dwelt in Jesus 
was the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit produces in the believer wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And we shall be looking at this this evening. Now, the book of Proverbs, chapter 2. The book of Proverbs was written by Solomon, the wise. Chapter 2, um, from the verse number 6. It says, For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth, cometh knowledge and understanding. The Lord giveth wisdom. Now, so wisdom is God. God himself is wisdom. But out of his mouth, when he grants us the opportunity to receive his word, when he grants us the opportunity to receive the word of the Lord from his mouth, what it produces in the believer is knowledge and understanding. The Lord giveth wisdom. You don't give what you are not. You don't give what you don't have. So the Lord is that wisdom. He giveth wisdom. But out of, and this wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. So what is wisdom? What is knowledge? What is understanding? The Lord giveth wisdom. Now, wisdom is the supreme intelligence of God. Wisdom is that higher intelligence of God. In the Greek, in the New Testament, the words that three or four different words that are used for wisdom, but we will look at wisdom from the root word Sophia. Okay? Sophia. And Sophia, which is a Greek word, simply means wisdom. Hallelujah. So, First Corinthians, um, we, we, sorry, that, that, before we get to First Corinthians now. So, wisdom is very, very critical. Now, in the realm of all wisdom, all men can be gifted. And they can be gifted with spiritual giftings. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 1. We see in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians from 2, the scripture tells us how that, um, chapter 2, how that they were not behind in any spiritual giftings and all that. Then chapter 3 of this same highly spiritual Corinthian church, we find that Paul, in speaking to them, he said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. And why? The reason is this. He says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. The problem is the diet. The diet. The reason why they have been categorized as babes or nepuse, which means 
an inability to grow or to form developmental um, abilities. The ability, the, the developmental abilities are delayed, not because they cannot operate in spiritual gifts. They are highly spiritual. They operate in spiritual gifts. But guess what? The scripture says, He has fed them with milk and not with meat. For he that to ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. In other words, he has tried before to grant them the ability to grow through feeding them with meat. They could not bear it. And he says, now, even now, they can still not bear it. Why? Because there is a fundamental problem. What is that fundamental problem? For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy, strife, divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Are ye not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of a Paul, I am of Paul. So the reason for the carnality is because of this. Some say they are of this man of God, Paul. Another says they are of Apollos. Then he says, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? And who is Apollos? But ministers by whom ye believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. So whatever Apollos had, whatever Paul had, Paul is saying God is the source. But they are carnal. So their carnality is not based on their ability to uh, display spiritual gifts. The reason is very simple, and we'll look at that in a moment. In the realm of all wisdom, you can be gifted and yet may not be able to express certain levels of God's wisdom, which simply means that you lack knowledge and understanding. So I want to explain what these three are, the difference, and that we're zeroing on understanding. So wisdom, we have said, is God's supreme intelligence that allows for God's judgments. Let me say it again. I said God's supreme intelligence that allows for judgments or God's judgments. Is the ability to judge things accurately, accurately, and according to the truth. So, your ability to receive the revelations of God's judgments is what we mean by understanding. So, and no, sorry, wisdom. Okay, now. So when you receive God's intelligence, let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard. So take note, these two gates, neither has it entered into the heart. So these two will produce what will enter into the heart of a man. The things which God has prepared for them that love him. We've established that there is an inheritance for the believer in Christ. But the manifestation of these inheritances will delay. 
may not materialize. The reason is because of the seeing and the hearing. But God has revealed them, has unveiled them, apocalypses, unto us. By what? By his spirit. So this is why we need the spirit of wisdom. Because the spirit of wisdom is the one that brings us God's judgments. And when we talk about God's judgments, we are talking about God's supreme intelligence. And our ability to judge truth. Our ability to judge what? To judge truth. And to judge truth here, we are talking about the ability to judge what the word of God calls truth. Praise God. Now, let's read on. Verse 11. So, it says, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So there is a liberty for the one that is born of God. The believer in Christ. There is a liberty. And that liberty grants us the ability to know things that are freely given to us. Which were not granted to the people of the Old Testament. So Solomon, we're going to be looking at Solomon in a moment. Solomon with all the wisdom he had and wrote the, the books of the songs of Solomon and wrote the books, a lot of the books of Pro, in Proverbs. You will find out that with all the wisdom he had, the, his comparison in terms of classing compared to the new creation is not the same. We have been categorized in the class of Christ. The scripture says a, a greater than Solomon is here. And that greater than Solomon is Christ. And the scripture says we are one with Christ. Hallelujah. We are one with Christ. This is the queen of the south shall rise up in the judgment with this generation and shall condemn it for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Why? Because they won't, do not want to listen to the greater than Solomon. They think Solomon is the wisest. But there is one wiser than Solomon. He is called the Christ. And listen to this. The scripture tells us that the day you became born again, Christ has become to you wisdom, Sophia. Wisdom, Sophia. So now, Let's go on to, with the first 12. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. 14, 13, sorry. With things also we speak. With things also we what? We speak. We lalio. The Greek word is lalio. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth. So wisdom teacheth. And there is what is called man's wisdom. And there is what is called the wisdom from the Holy Ghost. What the believer has received is called the wisdom from the Holy Ghost. So the day you became born again, you received that wisdom. Never ever say that you don't have wisdom. You have been given wisdom. Hallelujah. You have been given what? Wisdom. You, are, you have Christ. Christ has been made unto you wisdom. 
which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth. That is the spirit of wisdom. In this case, the Holy Ghost that teaches is called the spirit of wisdom. Because the spirit of wisdom will bring to us the judgments of God or the truth of God's word or the ability to judge God's truth. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. In other words, discerning. The ability to discern between spiritual truth. Now, when I said truth earlier on, truth is spiritual. Truth is not right. There are things that are right, but are not true. There are things that are right, but they are right in the sense realm. But in the realm of the spirit, when you put it side by side with God's truth, that is inferior. So that's why we compare, we judge, we discern spiritual truths with spiritual truths. This is where the wisdom of God comes in. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. Why? For they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Because what? They are spiritually discerned or spiritually what? Judged. But he that is spiritual judgeth, discerneth. Judgeth. So with spiritual wisdom is the ability to judge. And when you judge, you judge all things because you are judging based on the spirit. You are judging based on spiritual barometers. So the spiritual barometer is above all. So you can judge all things. Yet he himself is judge of no man. In other words, you cannot discern the man of the spirit because he's operating with the spirit of wisdom. And the spirit of wisdom is beyond the mind. The spirit of wisdom is not intellectual. The spirit of wisdom is the spirit of God that helps you to discern or judge spiritual truth. Now, that's what the scripture tells us in Philippians. It says, whatsoever things that are true, Know whatsoever things that are right, whatsoever things that are true, whatsoever things that are honest, whatsoever things that are of good report, whatsoever things that are true, for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. The moment you have the mind of Christ, it also means you have the wisdom of Christ. And so the believer has the wisdom of Christ. Now, what is Understanding. Understanding, you see, take you, he says that, that he may instruct him. So there is a place of instruction. Now, the understanding is the place of interpretations. Where you are able to interpret what you have received. The revealed word of God that you have received. Your ability to accurately interpret it is what brings you into understanding. Hallelujah. So you can receive instructions from God, but your ability to interpret it accurately is what is called understanding. So if you receive instructions from God and you're not able to interpret it accurately, then you don't have understanding yet. So it says, for who has known the mind of the Lord? Who has known the mind of the Lord? That he may instruct him. 
But we have the mind of Christ, which means that with the mind of Christ, you will not be instructed, but you can instruct things. Hallelujah. The instructions you receive are not from natural things. You receive instructions from the Spirit. And therefore, with that instruction, you receive advanced intelligence to know what will happen before they happen. It's called the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, what is knowledge? Knowledge is simply information that is gained through an awareness, an acquaintance, coming into um, relationship with information. So when you are informed, it brings you a knowing and knowledge and knowing. Remember, we talked about the different types of knowledge some time ago and knowing. Okay. And this is gained through some form of education, some form of awareness. Remember, I told you about how we need to re-educate. So when you receive God's word, remember we said earlier on, God gives wisdom. But through his voice, through his word, we receive knowledge and understanding. Through his instructions. That's why taking the word of God um, lightly is going to be injurious to your destiny and to your health. Taking the word of God lightly means that you have not yet understood your role in, 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 in dispensing God's grace that is upon your life. Proverbs 24 from verse 3 to 4. So let's look at this quickly. The scripture says, True wisdom is an house builded, and by understanding it is established, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. True wisdom is a house built. By understanding, it is established. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious, pleasant riches. Now, with that, with this scripture, 1 Corinthians 3, 16 tells us, that the believer is the oikodomio or the oikonomos, the place, the, the, the house. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, the shrine of God, and that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. You are the house of God. Now, the New Testament calls us the house of God. Now, if we are the house of God, now, it simply means the only way we could have been birthed is through wisdom. Guess what? Jesus is the wisdom of God. This is how you were birthed. We were birthed by wisdom. You were built by wisdom. Christ, the wisdom of God. Now, through wisdom, you were built. 
but you need understanding to be established. Christ has been made unto us Sophia, but Christ has not been made unto us understanding and knowledge. Christ has been made unto us Sophia, wisdom. Through wisdom, a house is built. You are the house of God, therefore you were built by the wisdom of God, Christ, the wisdom of God. But you need understanding and knowledge. Understanding is what will establish your destiny. Understanding is what brings about fruit. Understanding is what brings about manifestations. Then he goes on to say, take note, we said that understanding takes place in the heart. We'll come to all this another day, maybe not today. Okay, today I just want to look at knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Now, understanding comes to the heart. It says, know ye know that ye are the temple of God. So it's a knowing, it's an awareness. You must believe that you are the house of God. And you being the house of God simply means you were built by Christ. Christ has been made unto us wisdom, which means as the house of God, you were built by wisdom. Now, through understanding, you will be established. Hallelujah. Knowledge brings in all the inheritance that is yours. So, knowing Coming to a place of knowing is what brings in the inheritance. So you were born again by wisdom. You need understanding to be established. Ability to interpret God's divine judgments, God's divine truth. When you come into Christ through God's divine judgments. Now, this is what happens. The day you got born again, you received the word of God. The word of God brought about truth to your heart. You descend it by the spirit of God awakening in you, your dead spirit, and you received it, the truth of God's word. By that truth, you became a new creation. To continue to walk in that wisdom, you have to have conviction of that truth that you have received. And this conviction of truth must take place in your heart. You must be able to judge truth. It's called discernment. This is how you walk in the truth of God's word. You must be able to judge truth. This is what we mean by a man being wise. Praise the Lord. So when God reveals his judgments to you, you must be able to walk in the convictions of that truth. When God reveals his word to you, you must be able to walk in the conviction of that truth. So we saw earlier, he said that God gives wisdom, but his words produce understanding and knowledge. So through the word of the Lord that is ministered to you day in and day out, when the word is ministered, what you receive is the ability to interpret the information that comes to you accurately based on truth, not based on right, based on truth. 
as you interpret that information, the knowledge that comes to you based on truth, then you begin to walk in the higher dimensions of God's wisdom. This is how your life will take on an upward life. You must have the ability to interpret truth or else all the informations you receive day in and day out as you come to church, the informations you receive will not make sense, will be meaningless to you if you are not educated in the wisdom of God. This is why we come to church. So we come to church to be educated. That's why I encourage you to take notes. You come to church to be educated. So you don't just receive information. Information comes to the mind. Understanding comes to the heart. The ear gate, the eye gate, the eye is foreseen. Beholding wondrous things from the word. The ear gate is for hearing so that it can enter the heart. The heart becomes the seat for conviction or for processing the truth that has come to you. Many are not able to process the truth that comes to their mind and for it to stay in their heart. When it stays in your heart, it becomes a conviction. So that conviction that captures your heart is what makes you now to speak wisdom. For we speak wisdom among those that are matured. Now, that is what makes you to speak words. And they are not just mere words coming from your head because your pastor said it or because you heard another believer say it, because you heard somebody say, I cannot be poor. You will be poor, my friend. You will be very, very poor. If the conviction of the truth has not been processed in your heart, your ability to interpret that truth is what will make you now to respond to the word of God that has come to you. How do you respond to the word of God? You now become a giver. Now, so you can, you, are, you may have been educated as a stingy man before you came into Christ. And so your hands are evostic erudite. It cannot give. You need a, a re-education. And that re-education must enter your heart. Then it, as it is processed in your heart, it makes you now to respond to what you have received it's that conviction that makes you to give. We don't give because we want to give. We give because we have a, an understanding. We have interpreted God's truth based on the fact that he says it's more blessed to give than to receive. So we don't give because we have seen others giving. You have come to a place of conviction of the truth. You can accurately judge the truth of God's word. Wisdom. The ability to now interpret it, process it in your heart for it to stay is what makes you now to begin to speak it. So the scripture tells us in Corinthians, as it is written, we believed, therefore we speak. It says we also 
That, that, therefore what? As, as we believe, we speak. Then he says what? Therefore we also, what? We have received the same, believed, therefore speak. So believed is something that has already taken place. But belief takes place in the heart. Then after that, you begin to speak. Or else your speaking will be empty. This is what is called the wisdom of the wise. Wisdom is spoken. But wisdom is spoken from a heart of conviction. Hallelujah. We having the same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed. So what is written? The eye can see it. What is written can be seen with the eye and processed in the heart. And therefore, having processed it, we now speak. We don't speak empty words. We speak words that have been processed as a result of conviction. That's why, you see, many people confess until they become confused. And the reason why there is no change is because their heart has already located them. Their heart is not interpreting the word accurately. And so there is no understanding. Therefore, the word will not produce. Even those that the word that have understanding, they are in levels. Some produce 60, some 30, some 100, based on the level of processing. So that's why I said earlier, you are where you are. Because that is where you are supposed to be. But it doesn't mean that that is where God wants you to be. You can change level. And the way to change level is what Jesus said. To you it is given to know. So knowledge is where we receive what has been given. Knowledge is where we receive information. Praise the Lord. Now so when the word is given to you, the truth of God's words. If you are not educated in wisdom and interpretation of truth, any knowledge coming to you will be coming as mere information or facts in the head without a place of contemplation, without a place of processing. This is why you need education in wisdom. The school of wisdom is very important. You need a place of contemplation for understanding. So you don't just hear the word. Process it in the heart. Understanding takes place in the heart. It doesn't settle in the heart. If it does not settle in the heart, it will not produce. What does not settle in the heart is not yet conviction. What is said does not have a place of discernment or interpretation if it is not settled in your heart. So you align yourself to judge whatever has been given, whatever has been spoken. So for example, he says that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it Entered into the heart of man what God has prepared. There is an inheritance prepared for the believer, but you take hold of it based on eye, hearing, heart. Then 
you speak. It's the speaking, not vain speaking. The scripture tells us that when you pray, don't be a vain speaker. Vain speaking means babbling. It means repeating things that do not have conviction. This is what makes people babes. So let me finalize it with that scripture we read earlier on, where it says that whereas among you there is strife, there is envy in First Corinthians 3, okay? Now, there is envy, there is strife, there is envy, and what have you? Verse 3, please. It says, For ye are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envy, strife, divisions, are ye not carnal? What it simply means is that the word was given to them, but they could not process the word. So they don't have understanding. When you don't have understanding, envy will take your heart. When you don't have understanding of the word of God, strife will take hold of your heart. An understanding of the word of God will let you understand that when Christ died for us, he died for us so that he can deal with strife. So anything that is, you judge strife based on the truth of God's word. You judge envy based on the truth of God's word. You put it side by side and you let the ray of the word of God shine upon it. And you find out that that thing will dissipate. Strife will not exist. Side by side, the love of Christ. Divisions will not be there. So anybody operating envy, strife, division, the scripture calls them carnal. You know why they are carnal? Because they don't have understanding. They cannot accurately interpret the word of God. When you are born again, you must believe that wisdom is yours. It's in your spirit. You must appreciate and confess this fact. And beyond that, you must be able to accurately interpret God's truth. It's called discernment. Interpret God's truth based on the word. And in interpreting this truth, when this truth that is processed is sent, is given to you, and is given to you through the information of the word, through the spoken word, you interpret it. Then you come to a place of acquaintance, awareness, a place of knowledge, full, absolute, accurate knowledge of what has been done. Then what is yours? becomes yours. Um, let's look at our last scripture tonight, and then if you have questions, we can take questions. Um, our last scripture is in Philemon, um, where we talk of Philemon 616. So, whilst we're looking at Philemon 16, this is not Philippians, Philemon, Philemon, that the communication of your faith may become effectual. It is for your faith to become effective, you must come to the place of acknowledging. The word acknowledging there is the Greek word epigenosis, which is absolute, complete knowledge. It's not enough to have gnosis. Gnosis is intellectual knowledge, putting facts together in the mind. But when you come to the place of Absolute, complete 
knowledge. It's the place where contemplation has taken place and the word has settled in your heart. The acknowledging of every good thing. So you come to that place of a knowing that every good thing that is in Christ Jesus is in you. And everything, every good thing that is in you is already in Christ. And then you begin to take advantage of it. So, sickness is not in Christ. Disease, lack, want, failure, setbacks, strife, envy is not in Christ. So, you begin to accurately discern this, interpret this based on the truth of God's word. And when you align yourself with the truth of God's word and walk in this truth, you begin to see results. So why do people not get results? Rebellion. Most of the times we rebel against the word of God. We do not receive the word of God. We refuse to accept the word of God. Now the scripture says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now the lack of knowledge is not because the information was not given. No, that's not what it is. It simply means, now, another place is what? My people are destroyed for rejecting, for they have refused knowledge. So, even though the knowledge is there, they've refused to see, so they've closed their eyes, they've refused to hear, they've closed their ears. So, it's a deliberate act, and that's why it's called rebellion. It's a deliberate act. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. So it's not because the knowledge was not there, they rejected it. He says, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. So this is very, very destructive. A believer can get onto the trajectory of destruction and lose the blessings that are in Christ because they have refused to acknowledge. Acknowledge. You have rejected it. Christ says you are healed. He says, Mm-mm. no, what the doctors have said is more true. What I'm feeling is more true. They say, none in Zion shall lack. You say, Mm-mm. what I see in my bank account is more true than what I'm feeling. It's what we are confessing. So please, leave your confession. Please, just leave me alone. You have not acknowledged. The scripture tells us that it's more blessed to give than to receive. You, you have decided to make yourself evostic erudite. You have rejected that knowledge. You have decided, I don't believe it, that there is completion in Christ, that all things are provided in Christ. Yet the scripture says, all things are yours. Hallelujah. If you're not sure that you are born again, but you want Jesus to be resident as the Holy Spirit, he says, soon you will not see me. That's his death. But he says, soon you will see me because I go to the Father. The only way we can see him is through the Holy Spirit. If for any reason you want to receive Jesus into your heart, I want to pray for you quickly now, wherever you are, just pray this prayer with me. Declare with me, Father, let the Spirit of God come into me let me not be the same i ask oh god that make me a new creation through the work of regeneration through the death the burial 
and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Father, I receive into my spirit a new spirit. I am a new creation. From today, I refuse to be the son and the daughter of the devil. I receive from today the spirit of sonship. Therefore, I take dominion. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for the gift of salvation. Father, I ask that the Holy Spirit will come into me strong in the name of Jesus. Now pray this prayer me, declare me in the name of Jesus. If you don't speak in tongues, declare me in the name of Jesus. By the evidence of speaking in tongues, I receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost and with the outward manifestation to begin to speak in tongues now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I receive the gift of speaking in the Holy Ghost now. Couldn't find one to compare To your grace, your love, your mercy